0: Everyone, I'm feeling super lucky to be interviewing the extraordinary Holden Shepherd again. Holden is the author of The Incredible Invisible Boys and it has won so many awards, I'm going to need a re-author sheet because it's so many. <laughs> it has won the 2018 Hungerford Award, 2019 Kathleen Mitchell Award, winner of the 2017 Ray Cop Residency Award, shortlisted for the 2020 Readings Young Adult Book Prize, Noble Book Twenty Twenty CBCA Award was shortlisted for the Twenty Twenty Victorian Premier's Literary Awards, won the WA Premier's Award for an Emerging Writer, has been shortlisted for the Twenty Twenty Readings Young Adults Book Prize, and longlisted for the Twenty Twenty <laughs> Indie Book Awards. Have I missed any?
1: No, I think you got them all, and I feel very like I need to like chop them out of my bio or something.
0: <laughs> no, you, you need. Them. that's amazing to get this many that's incredible
1: it's punching above its weight eh?
0: yeah <laughs> this is an incredible book so amazing.
1: <laughs> Thank he you. He
0: is off fire. As well as all of these awards his book is being transformed into a TV series that is incredible I'm so keen. I find Holden to be an inspirational author because of his book of his boys which features three gay characters growing up in a rural aussie town so it really gives an insight into what it's like to grow up in that type of town and i feel like we really need this representation of the lgbtq community in our literature especially for teens so mm. i think that's truly interesting and if you have not seen our interview from last year i will put it down so you can watch it because it's amazing
1: we and had fun that was a good that,
0: interview. that was an amazing interview. Yeah. Thank you so much for letting me grill you again. Yeah,
1: I'm so happy to be here. Grill away. I'm ready to be grilled.
0: (laughs) Are you ready? Yep.
1: Yep. Hit me. (laughs) Don't actually hit me. (laughs) I'm very fragile, you know.
0: (laughs) Your visible voice recently won the 2019 Western Australia Premier's Book Award for Emerging Writers. How did you celebrate?
1: Um, Well, on the night, I drank a lot of champagne. Um, That was fun. Um, and I went for a little like Sanchiru date afterwards with my husband, just the two of us very quietly late at night in Northbridge, and just had a little like, you know, oh wow kind of moment. You know, it was like, oh, like, because there's a lot of prestige associated with that award, which is cool, but there's also a lot of cash associated with that award, um, which, you know, like we have, you know, struggled through COVID like most people have um, financially. So to get like a big injection of $15,000 was just like this big relief. It was a big weight off our shoulders to just kind of go, oh, we're not we're not on the edge of crisis anymore and it was a really nice moment just go let's just go have a hot chocolate and some churros and just chill out so so that's what we did and uh it was very nice but i do have like i have plans for like a bit of a bigger celebration you know um i don't know what we'll probably just go for dinner with some family or something like that
0: that's a really awesome
1: way to celebrate i love that i think so
0: Your book, Invisible Voice, is going to be a TV series. How are you feeling?
1: Uh, I'm so pumped. This is such a dream come true because, uh, you know, I've had these characters in my head for literally years. I mean, I I crafted them all in early 2017. So it's three, nearly four years that um, they've been in my head and they've been in people's heads now for almost a year. The book's been out nearly a year now. Um, So it's like, oh my God, they're going to be real people going to be people on the screen and they'll be casting and they'll be, you know, they'll come to life. I'm pretty pumped. Uh, like, I think it's really going to be um, a bit of a dream come true kind of moment. Uh, obviously, there's lots of steps to go through to, you know, go from getting the, the, the rights, film TV rights optioned, to get it developed, to get it produced, to get it onto a screen. So um, there's a lot of steps to take, there's a lot of things that could go wrong, but um, I've always been an optimist and I'm like, it's going to happen and I'm going to make it happen. So uh, I, I get to be a little bit involved with the T V series. Oh, so that's so
0: cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, they my agent negotiated for me to uh, to be involved in the writer's room and to, to have some creative input. So um, I will be kind of in the room. I, I won't you know it's, it's it's the director and the producer's kind of baby and they're they're running the show and, and it's their But you they're better in charge. make
0: sure it stays as true to us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I so and and the good thing is we had about three or four different parties who wanted to option the rights so i talked to all of them and i could kind of choose like who's the best one who who has the right vision for the show and who really gets it and uh nick verso who's the director and tanya chambers who's the producer they just really got it they uh, nick's gay himself so he gets it and he you know he 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 knows what you know he knows that world and we're looking to get probably uh, probably a team of people who are gay themselves you know writing and, and involved because that means the story will be authentic and it'll be coming from a real place. Oh, I love
0: that. I love that they're so on board with it. Mm, mm. I know it's going to be an amazing TV because it's an amazing book. It's going to be incredible.
1: It is amazing, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have been told I'm too humble. <laughs> <laughs> Would you believe, can you believe I'm, I could be too humble?
0: Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> How true will it be staying to the book?
1: Um, pretty true. I, I've had some really good chats with, uh, with Nick around uh, what we would look to to adapt and what we would look to change. There are, you know, we've had a, a chat very recently and we'll probably, um, it, there's some things that we will modify slightly, but they're not gonna be things that we, you would kind of, you wouldn't see the TV show and go, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. You'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like it, it makes the story work in a certain way. So um, so there will be little kind of tweaks here and there. Um, I don't wanna say what they are yet because they might all change as well. You know, we might get further along in the process and then realize actually, let's take it back to this. But, but essentially the core of the book will stay the same. Um, there's not going to be kind of fundamental changes. Um, you're still going to have those three main characters, still going to follow their stories. Uh, and, and yeah, I think, yeah, you know, it's just going to be fun. Like even things like the soundtrack, you know, like there's a lot of really good music in the book um, in terms of like the chapter titles and Charlie listening to a lot of music and getting through um, what he's going through. Um, so I'm kind of keen to like see how that plays out. You know, obviously probably can't afford to license every big, rock song ever um, but uh, you know we'll probably have a handful in there that are really cool and I like the idea of using Aussie, Aussie music, um, music by, by gay artists maybe, um, that, so it all kind of feels quite authentic to what the book is about. Oh, that's so cool!
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it's going to stay as true as possible because I don't like watching movies that are based on books and then they get, they get everything wrong because then it's like I've read the book
1: yeah well I, I usually feel the same way whenever I see an adaptation yeah. I'm like oh but the book was better and the book probably you know often is better but I think the way to look at it is not better or worse it's to look at it as the adaptation is a different beast you know like it, it, this yeah. is the book it's always gonna be that book and the TV series is gonna be something slightly different yeah. um, you've got someone else putting their creative vision on it and it's a creative vision I'm happy with so however Nick and Tanya do that I'm just excited to see it and it will be slightly different but it'll be amazing in its own way I think
0: exactly it's it's going to be incredible, I know it is. Will you be appearing as an extra? Yes. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah,
1: yeah so I, I actually asked Nick a little while ago <laughs> <laughs> because, um, cause, you know, once people find out that the, the TV show is getting made, um, well, you would not believe how many people from high school and how many people I used to work with have come out of the woodwork and gone, Oh, I want to be, you know, can I be an extra? Can I act in it or things like that? And, uh, which I don't mind, I get it. If someone, if someone I went to high school with, had done this, I'd probably do the same thing. i be like, wow, oh, that's really cool. Um, but a lot of people are like, can I be an extra? And I'm like, you're the 8,000th person to ask me, um, but sure. <laughs> like, like, I mean, but you know, I, I have no control over that. I, the, the director, the casting agent, they're the ones who actually make those decisions. I have no say um, in those kind of things. So, you know, If people want to be extras, I guess sure. But when people are like, Oh, can I be one of the main actors? I'm like, Well, are you an actor? You're like, Are you an actor? You know, if you are an actor, then I'm sure you can audition and maybe you'll nail it. But if you're not an actor, then probably not. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I spoke I spoke to Nick and said, Look, I haven't asked you this, but I want to be an extra. (laughs) I want a little cameo like Stanley. You know in Spider-Man and like all the Marvel movies?
0: Yeah, there's like the game Spot
1: the Stanley. Yeah, yeah. So I want to do that because this is the first thing that's getting optioned for me. It's the first thing that's getting adapted, and I thought. Maybe if I start now, then I can keep it as like a running thing. If any of my books get optioned and made into films in the future, there'll always this little holding <laughs> shepherd in the background. Like and I just want to be like a random background, like like drunk hobo number three. You know, like something like that. Like just a really just completely random kind of uh, background. And like if anyone knows me, they'll recognise me. And if people don't know who what I look like, they'll just see a random, you know, drunk hobo. Um, so or maybe I'll try to get into shape and I'll be like really fit hobo. I don't know. <laughs> People
0: wear your it's just going to be incredible. I
1: hope so, yeah. I, I will have that little brief moment.
0: Last time we chatted, Invisible Boys had only just been released. Mm-hmm. That feels like a, a whole crazy lifetime ago. Yeah. Did you imagine it would be as popular as it is?
1: Um, no. I wanted it to be, but I didn't know how it would be received. And I think last time we spoke it was too early to tell. Think it just it was either like the day it was released or the day after like It was very very I
0: think um, it was like the day before Yeah it was
1: it was like right on that on the edge so I didn't know how it would go. Um and then later that week it went to reprint um like within seven days. It just it did really well out the gates kind of thing. Like it just it, it did really well. So no I didn't think it would um sell as well. I definitely didn't think it would win all the awards. Like even like I've never had ambitions to be an award winning author, literally ever. Like I uh, it was, I wanted to be like a best-selling commercial author, but that was my thought. So do you know Matthew Riley? I
0: think
1: he, he writes. like he's sold millions of copies. Aussie author, action thriller kind of stuff. I like his work but it's like reading a, a movie almost in a book. It's like it's very movie style and I always thought I would be like a best-selling popular fiction author. Well yeah I hoped I would be best-selling but my, my aim was kind of sales. I never thought I would get critical acclaim. <laughs> So <laughs> that's the really kind of bizarre thing about this book is that uh, like it's sold well, but it's actually got a lot of critical acclaim, um, which I never expected. I ne- never really had any ambition for, I'm very grateful for it. I'm grateful for the money that comes with it. I'm grateful for the prestige that comes with it. Um, but I never kind of had plans on that. So it's done more than I expected. And the coolest thing probably for me is that I get messages from readers. So people message me all the time, uh, often adults, often gay men um, who grew up in the country and maybe they're 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 70 um, and they come to me and say reading this book helped them process the trauma of what they went through years ago.
0: Oh, that's so cool!
1: That's a cool feeling because you get those messages and you're like, oh, I actually helped you. You like know, yeah. I helped them feel better. One of the really cool things is uh, one of the readers I heard from was a guy in his 70s. Uh, and he's a gay man who grew up years ago, coming to terms with his sexuality in a time that was much more prohibitive than what I did. Um, and he, he read the book, he loved it, he sent me this amazing message, and then he saw that I was coming to Brisbane on my book tour, this was November last year, and he literally, there were bushfires at the time, and he literally drove from Coffs Harbour, which is in New South Wales where he lives, four hours, five hours, through the bushfires, to get to Brisbane because he really wanted to meet me and shake my hand. Oh. And he, he said like when he read it he cried and, and like couldn't leave the house for three days, it just really it got into how he felt when he was 20 Aww. so that was that for me i was like oh like i've helped someone who went through what i went through but worse you know he went through much worse than me Yuck. years before and i've helped him process how that felt so that was cool That's so cool. Yeah.
0: you're working on another book
1: yep yes i'm so yes. for
0: this what spoilers can you give
1: us um no spoilers end of discussion no, no. Um, I've, yeah, so I've written, I've written a second book, and uh, that one, so I've just signed with a new agent, uh, so uh, this agent is Gabby Nair at Left Bank Literary, and so she's read my second book, and she's like, wow, this is amazing, which is um, good, because I want her to sell it to a publisher, obviously, um, but she's like, this is amazing, and now here's all the stuff we need to change. So um, I've got to dive into the edits probably in the next, next few weeks. Would say like very soon I'm, I'm diving into those edits um to get book two ready and then during uh COVID, during the kind of lockdown march april uh, april may it was um i wrote a third book um and that's that's the first draft of that third book um so both of these books are for adults but they will it's pretty much the same as invisible boys like they will appeal to the same kind of like teenagers will enjoy them the
0: sticky notes are coming back
1: sticky notes will be coming back in fact um the second book's not too bad but the third book is, you can't read that. <laughs> the third book's pretty graphic. Um okay. but, but the second book is, you know, you, you'll probably be able to read most of it. Um, so the second book is, um, it's about friendship and it's about uh, working out who you are. It's working out your identity after you leave your group of friends and you leave high school behind and, like, what are you after you leave all that behind? Who are you? Um, so that's, that's about all I can give away, but there's a bit of, like, a, uh, a mystery element to it as well. so like a bit of a, like a dead body kind of situation. Um, so there's this, you know, it's a kind of identity, coming-of-age story, but with this mystery element through it as well. I love
0: that and I can't give my sister that so I can read it, so she can put sticky
1: notes in. Yes, yes, she can she can protect you, but um, <laughs> I, that second one's not too bad. Actually, there are some bad ones. <laughs> but it's what, not, I, what I consider bad is not what other people consider bad until I really think Not as
0: bad as the worst, Is the third
1: one. No, not as okay, bad as I, that, yeah. I'll keep going Awesome.
0: <laughs> Your husband is also an amazing writer. So two very creative types living under the same roof. Who is the most dramatic and who's the one who blows most arguments just completely out of proportion. <laughs> and I have asked him this, so. Okay,
1: <laughs> I'm, under, I'm really curious as to what he said. Um, so the thing with me and Raphael is um, we work together amazingly well as a couple. Yeah, and on a personal level, if you make us work together, we like within like three minutes we're like trying to kill each other. Um, it's always been like this. So, so when we, we we met in creative writing class at university years ago, 2007, um, and so we, we met together in the writing space. And you know, in the early years of our relationship, I was like, oh, like at some point, we, you know, we should collaborate on something. We should you know co-write a, a pilot TV show for a TV series, or you know, work on a book together or something. And you're just like, nah, like I'm not working with you. <laughs> um, so, so, like we work really well personally, professionally. <laughs> we turn and so, whose fault is it? I think I feel like we're both at fault. If I'm mature, it takes two to tango. Um, but of the two of us, I'm the one with a really hot temper. So I actually will—I uh, don't know if you told you that—but um, I will flare up really quickly. But then I also recover from it really quickly. So I'll like snap, and then I'll be angry for like 15 seconds, and then I'll be like, "Okay, everything's cool now. I'm sorry. Okay, let's move on." And he'll be like, no, 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 I'm still pissed off. We're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have to deal with it for, like, the next day. Um, so that's, that's the answer. I'm, but I'm definitely the worst one. He, he's really patient with me. He's really caring and loving. And, um, yeah, uh, like, uh, he puts up with me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm the brat. be <laughs> okay, <so> sweet together. <laughs> now on to the speech. All right, bring it. What are you writing at the moment, aside from your next two books?
1: Um, Well, the funny thing is about being a writer is that you don't just have books to write. You have all kinds of projects to work on. Um, People commission you for all kinds of things. So I'm working on a horror story for a Love Oz YA anthology that's coming out with Wakefield Press in 2021. Um, I'm working on a short story for a writing WA project at the moment. Um, I'm meant to be writing a few other pieces, but I just don't have time. Um, I've got lots of ideas, but yeah, that's, that's the main thing right now.
0: Have you tried a new flavour of ice
1: cream lately that you just love? Yes, I tried, um, I went to a place called Stampede in the Fremantle, I don't know if it's Fremantle markets but it's a market in Fremantle and Stampede Gelato is the place and it was amazing, I think it was salted custard um, and there was another flavour I had and it was like I want to say like musket grape or something, that's not right, but it was some kind of like grapey wine kind of flavour of ice cream, um, it was really nice yeah
0: which book character do you or have you a
1: from um it's embarrassing um have you read the narnia books yes okay prince caspian when i, when I read um uh, so embarrassing <laughs> when i was a, you know probably your age no, younger, you know younger yeah i read those books and uh, prince caspian's in book four and five mo- mostly maybe six i think book four and five um but I remember having kind of like dreams about Prince Caspian <laughs> and, you know, I didn't know I was, I was gay then. Um, so I just remember thinking like, oh, I really like Prince Caspian. <laughs> but yeah, I was having like a big crush on him. Aww. Yeah, it's, it's pathetic, isn't it?
0: <laughs> what was your worst subject at school?
1: Um, my worst subject? Uh, phys Ed. I was really bad at sport. Um, not because I was bad at it, but because I didn't think I could do it because I was a nerd and I was told that I was uncool, and, you know, you're no good at sport. Um, whereas as an adult, I, I go to the gym every day. I play footy. I love sport. Um, but like no, when I was at school, phys ed uh, <laughs> was my worst for sure.
0: Who was your favourite most inspirational author this year?
1: Um, I'm gonna say uh, probably like some of the debut authors who had their books come out during the middle of the lockdown, and like they like I imagine how that would have felt to have this book come out. And not be able to have a proper launch or have any events or do a tour and it just would have been heartbreaking so um, people like Kay Kerr who has a book called uh, Please and Hug Me, um, Anna Waitley who's got a book uh, called Peter Liar's Writing Normal, um, those kind of uh, debut YA, Love Oz YA authors, um, also someone called Tabitha Bird who's from Brisbane um, and she wrote about, uh, well I haven't read her book yet, her book is called A Lifetime of Impossible Days and it's won lots of accolades Um, But it's she had to dive into her own trauma from her childhood to write this book And I think she's had to be really brave to do that. So I'm really looking forward to reading it
0: Would you prefer to be isolated on an island or in a forest?
1: Um, Am I being isolated in like a happy holiday kind of way or is it like I'm trapped? Like what's What's
0: your spin on it let's go happy holiday
1: Okay, so if I was having like a happy holiday, I'd be on like a little island somewhere but if I was, like, trapped, I'd want to be in a forest so I could, like, get, you know, river water and berries, I don't know, <laughs> enough to survive, as opposed to, like, I don't feel like on an island without any supplies, I would feel really stressed out, like, what if I, you know, like, I'm, like I've got, like, a panic disorder and shit, so I'm like, what if I die? What if I'm about to die? I need to get to a hospital. I feel like there's a better chance of getting to a hospital in a forest than from a deserted island. So, okay. Yeah, does, that yeah. show you, does that show you how it goes in?
0: <laughs> well, I mean an island in the middle of nowhere, that, that's fair enough, like I would use a forest too, it's, it's yeah. got to be close to the mainland, like, it's got to be close to civilization.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like read
0: so. all the, if you read books, they're close to something, <laughs> that's what forests do.
1: Yes, I, yes, I agree.
0: What's the weirdest place or thing you've got an inspiration for? <laughs>
1: um, I had a short story come out in Westerly magazine. Uh, in February this year and it's called Irreversible and it's a very serious like short story but I (laughs) the inspiration came one morning I woke up and uh like I went to the dunny and I was standing there peeing and I was looking at um the back of a bottle of like toilet duck or whatever you know like the the stuff you clean a toilet with and I just saw the word you know like may cause irreversible damage and I was like whoa irreversible like if something's irreversible like it's fucked up forever you know like it, it, like that's that's full-on man, and then I went wow imagine like that feeling but like related to like coming out Like once you come out, it's irreversible. You can't put it back in And so then I ended up writing a short story irreversible based off the back of the t- detergent bottle I saw while peeing <laughs> So it's very very highfalutin literary stuff <laughs>
0: That's awesome <laughs> You can live in any book which one would you just love to live in?
1: Mm-hmm. Look, I know it's really generic, but probably Harry Potter. I I grew up reading Harry Potter, and like that was the thing when I was a teenager. It was still, you know, the books were coming out, and and it was very very exciting. And I used to like, um, used to write down all the spells, like in a book. I was like, okay, this is another spell. Like I've learned. Like I was like trying to like catalogue them, so like I knew what all the spells were, and I knew all the spells. So, um, and I even tried to write fan fiction once, Harry Potter fan fiction. So I would I would go to Hogwarts if I could.
0: Yeah. I, love I had a dream
1: once, right? And I was a wizard, and I like was like doing the spells, but like at the back of like the supermarket that I worked at. <laughs> so I worked at a warehouse, and I was like, like doing all these spells, and I could fly, and it was so cool. So if I could live in that world, I would totally do it. Yes, I love that.
0: <laughs> What's your biggest achievement so far? Um,
1: career-wise or personally? Either way. Mm, um, like personally, it's I don't know getting married, being with Raphael, and, and um, committing to us, like that's, that's, you know, uh, like making a, a marriage is like, it takes a long time to make that happen and you just get to know each other better and better. So uh, I'm proud of that, especially because I used to be a commutophobe, I used to be like, oh my god, am I in a serious relationship? Like, this is scary. This is terrifying. You're like, uh, I used to find that so kind of horrifying. So, um, I'm proud of that, I'm proud of, of being with my husband. Um, the book stuff. I guess, Hmm. you know, (laughs) I I am very proud of this. I'm very proud that um, it took me a lot of years. I started writing when I was seven, 20 odd years of really hard work. And I got this and uh, I'm very, very proud of it. I'm very, very proud that I didn't give up and that I didn't just become uh, a banker, which I did for a while. I was a banker, worked in a bank. I was a laborer for a while. And at any of those points, I could have given up and just been that thing full time. And a couple of times I talked about it. so I'm I'm proud that I not necessarily what the book's achieved, but the fact that I did it. Like even even if I hadn't got published, I committed to writing it. And that, that took a lot of energy and that took guts. Oh, those are so cool cheese Thanks. Do you have any advice to share with young writers? Don't do it, it's a trap. <laughs> 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 Blooper <reel. laughs> Um no, I think use it. I mean that's good advice. Um, my advice for younger writers is start writing and I know you've already done that um, but that's the best thing you can do because when I was your age especially I would plan a lot and make notes and draw maps and do character profiles and, and those things were fun and you know, I would brainstorm names for characters look at baby name books and be like oh like these are great names for characters but I never wrote a single word of the actual story and so my advice is always like just start writing it's going to be really shit but that's okay. Like, that's, that's actually the way I wrote this book. That's how I write everything, is by letting it be crap. And if you give yourself permission to write crap, it frees you up to write the good stuff as well. So that's my advice, is start writing and let it be rubbish. Incredible
0: advice. Thank you so much for letting me grill you again. This is
1: amazing. I enjoyed the grilling. I feel pretty much well done at this point. Like, you are not a barbecue meat. I feel well done. <laughs> um, so thank you very much, Amani, for having me. It's been fun. Make sure to
0: check out A Whole New Shepherd on his social media and if you are of age but if you are younger use sticky notes